Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick, and I'm joined, as always, with Ramon Valdez and Philip Morley. How are you guys doing this evening? Fantastic. Wonderful. 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 Say we got a special guest on the show tonight, or today, tonight. It's tonight here, but it'll probably be today when you're listening to it. Bern Chanley, Australian chairmaker, hailing from Melbourne, Melbourne, um, Australia. How you doing, Bern? I'm really good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you bet, man. We're doing we're doing a little bit of time traveling. Uh, Burn is we're recording this. Uh, what is today? It's Monday for us, but it's Tuesday for Burn. It's about two thirty right? in about two thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> nice. So right on. It's almost almost a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a time warp. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, Burn? It's Good. awesome to um, have you, man. Uh, look, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure. Um, yeah, and a bit of an exciting. honor, too, considering who you've had on. Oh, you're kidding? Like, yeah, we, you are fantastic, man. I'm glad to finally get to sit down and talk yeah, with you. Me too. Thanks very much, Phil. Oh, yeah. So, Burn, you've been doing... Uh, we, we talked a little bit before the show, and we've talked um, a few times uh, trying to get you on the show, but but you've been doing the chairs now for the Windsor chairs for about eight years. Is that right? That's right. About eight years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, bef- I was... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, that's all right. I'm just... I'm trying to lead into it. So, And before that, you were doing furniture work and set work. Yeah. Um, why don't you talk just a little bit about that, just so, you know, because I didn't know, you know, give some of the people a little bit of background, and then we can talk about, you know, the work that you've been doing. Yeah, great. Um, well, look, I started out, I did my carpentry apprenticeship um, in the late 80s, um, last century, which gives you a bit <laughs> <laughs> gives you an never, idea of how old I am. <laughs> I've never thought of it like that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I was a carpenter for my 20s and then into my 30s. Um, when I say that, I, I did mix it up with other things in my 20s. I even did a bit of bartending at one stage just to... Uh, change things up a little bit but in my 30s um, I was doing a lot of set building for film and television and um, with those kind of gigs you know you might do a 10 month um, job and then in between jobs you'd be sort of you know left to your own devices sort of thing so I I generally sort of got into this furniture making then um, and I did that for a while and I was working at a um, woodworking school um, about eight years ago and Pete Galbert came out to teach a class there it's called mm-hmm. the Melbourne Guild of Fine Woodworking, run by Alistair Bowl. And awesome. um, came out and I was able to um, take the class as well as help out with it. And, um, yeah, that really sort of set off fireworks for me. You know, I haven't really <laughs> looked back. Yeah, so, I mean, and I've just been concentrating on Windsor chair making since then. Now, were you a... Um... Were you a joiner? Carpenter. That, that, it was pr- carpenter, pri- primarily okay. a, a carpenter, but there was a joinery okay. aspect to that um, apprenticeship. It was it was a bit of a funny one because, um, you know, I'd be with my boss and we'd be butt joining everything and blowing it together with a Sanko nail gun. But then we'd be going to, you know, to trade school and we'd be taught how to hand cut dovetails and all other, right. all other sort of, you know, mortise and tenons and all that sort of stuff. And we all thought it was sort of, I mean, I enjoyed doing it, but we thought it was a little bit funny that we were doing it in the first place. It just felt like that course hadn't been updated for a century or something, you know. <laughs> right, but, you right. know, I'm, I'm eternally grateful now that we actually did do it. So, you know. And how, how long was the uh, trade school for? Because I, I, the reason I'm kind of curious is I wonder if it was similar to a program like I did, um, uh, which was like a three-year trade school. Yeah. Um, is, was it something similar? It's something similar. So four years is the general period for an apprenticeship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. uh, I think mine was three and a half. You know, I got it for good behaviour. Um, <laughs> yeah like that yeah so you're basically you had a boss and um then you went to trade school every few weeks 
for a week or two. Yeah. Depending on what, you know, project you're working on. That's what awesome. age were you at that time? Uh, so I, I left school at 16. Okay. I, I just turned 16. So nearly 15. Yeah. So yeah. we did the same. We did the exact same thing. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds exactly the same. You, you know, you probably nicked it from the British, right? Pro- I'm quite, pro- pro- quite probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, when you, when you were saying like at, at the trade school, you would do all this like joinery and stuff and then you go out in the real world and it, it was, it was always somewhat outdated, but it gave you a good ground and a good base how it was done yeah that's awesome just getting that basic understanding of how to join pieces of wood without metal fasteners using the inherent strengths of the timber and then when it you know years later i'm doing windsor chairs i'm sort of going this just you know i could i could relate back to that straight away you know the the two tenons and all that sort of stuff just showing how strong it is yeah so what do you think sparked your 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 interest in in this type of a chair, Windsor chair. I mean, it's beautiful, uh, I, but you know, not yeah. everybody. No, it's not everyone's cup of tea. And uh, look, I mean, um, I'm probably in the process of you know pushing it as far as I can, and I've got a long way to go. I still feel like I'm at the beginning of of um, discovery as far as you know That's... what you can do using you know that type of joinery where you've right. got a solid timber seat and everything terminates in the seat. Mm-hmm. You know, well, your I, chairs, your chairs are—they stand out by themselves. They really already. do. I, I know they're oh, grounded thanks, in that tradition, but when I saw—I mean, I've—I've I've been following you for a while, and then you know, saw that chair on the back cover of Fine Woodworking magazine. It's just something I fell in love with. Like, I just took it to my wife, said, "This is like one of the most beautiful chairs oh, designed." Thanks so like, much. It's just amazing. Yeah. It really is. You, you did a like that. a. I don't know what you'd call it. It was like a dining chair, but like kind of like a low boy. But it was a rocker, a little rocker. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it was beautiful. <laughs> it's a funny little yeah. thing. Yeah, it's uh, cool, though. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had this idea here in Melbourne, and it's probably the same where you guys live. If you live in a city, um, there's just apartment buildings going up everywhere. So people are tending to live in smaller spaces. And I think Windsor's in particular are really suited to that type of thing, uh, you know, because you can see through them. Um, you can see the rest of the room. They don't, right. don't hog the room. They've got a really light presence, you know. Right. And, um, and just the idea where uh, they're not actually, they've still got the same footprint as, say, a traditional um, Windsor dining chair, like a fan back, but they look smaller, you know, for, for the space. So right, um, right. That, that's why I sort of gravitated towards low backs um, there. Um, yeah, it just seemed to, seemed to work for that sort of space. I thought. Uh, my wife and I were in in California last last year on vacation, and we were in this restaurant, and there were these Windsor chairs, and I I took a picture of one because I I had been following you for a while, but I wanted to show it to you to get your opinion on it, and I I don't know what it, the design is called, but it's a a Windsor chair, but then it has like these two additional spindles in the center that lead back and connect to the to the rear of the seat oh like but going backwards just like like a bracing like a bracing yeah yeah. and i just thought it was really cool but first thing i thought of was burn chandley when i saw that (laughs) i'll send you that picture one of these days just just yeah see what you think but if it's what i'm trying to picture is it like a little um bits jutting out from the back of the seat and the they two bracing goes into that then up into the Crest rail into the yes, crest rail. Yep. Yeah. They're just like two these these additional two spindles. Yeah. And it's it's just to give it a little bit more support, you know, with yeah. somebody yeah. that yeah. mistreats a chair like I do and leans back. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I always say, if you treat a chair like a chair, it'll last you a lot longer. Yeah. After I built chairs, <laughs> I, I, I've never leaned back in one again. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the beauties of Windsor chairs is that they are a lot more hardy than, say, a frame chair. You know, there's, there's yep. plenty of frame chair designs that I absolutely love. But um, that back join where the back leg becomes the back support, um, you know, it can be in different configurations sort of thing. But that is often the point that will come undone at some point in those chairs because they take so much punishment, you know. that, that right. That's the point where the, the punishment gets concentrated in that part of the chair, you know, that triangulation, the bracing and everything like that. You know, I mean, you, you can counter that with, with good bracing, good triangulation, but um, that, that doesn't actually exist in a Windsor chair. Every, every component right. is kind of separated from each other. They're all going into different parts of the solid timber plank um, at different angles to create sort of bracing. And then they're joined up, you know, at their extremities or close to, which allows for a bit of flexibility. And that's where you get right. a lot of the strength in the chairs because it all flexes together. Because they, so, they, right. they almost look um, fragile, <clears throat> but just yeah. that inherent lightness of them it's, yeah. it's kind of an illusion because they're actually very strong and i think okay. that's what makes them yeah. beautiful you know and, and are they are they like designed to somewhat give a little bit instead of like a frame chair where it, it's a little more rigid to those joints that may have more stress if someone's treating it a little rough with, with this type chair tend to just kind of flex i mean i can imagine just flexing a little bit and doing it doing its thing you know without actually stressing the joint yeah definitely could be yeah could be wrong but no 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 that's that's absolutely right if you see your number 14 chair that's the one sorry i I was trying to think oh uh, right yeah one i love to yeah it's it's a great chair well you know that Um, that's my favorite chair of the chairs i've designed i I like the lobo one it's a little bit different yeah you know but um the number 14 i just feel like i got the relationships between the different shapes um, right on that chair. Right, right, you right. Know. Yeah, the low, the lower back is yeah, it's beautiful too. But but the answer to your question, that the flex is is an important part of what gives them their strength. You know, if you see someone sit in a continuous armchair, the whole crest flexes around them as they lean back. You know, and if you haven't seen that before, people sort of standing next to them will sort of go, whoa, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> something bad's going to happen. But you basically. The main thing with Windsor's, well, not the main thing, but one of the important um, aspects is you've got continuous grain running from one end to the other in all components of the chair. Right. So in the spindles, in the legs. um, And then, of course, that fits in well with steam bending where you need to have continuous grain to create a successful bend. Did did you study with Michael Fortune? I I did uh, a week design, um, chair design. Did you guys do uh, steam bending? Yeah, yeah, but I'd already, I'd already sort of done bending by then, and, and it was interesting talking to him. I actually just taught um, a steam bending class at a, a woodworking festival we just had here called Wood Dust. Um, it was oh, their yeah. first first time up in Canberra, and it was it was a fantastic festival. But um, Michael was teaching there, and he was two doors down, and um, Ross Annals, who was teaching it with me, he and I were sort of going, well, I hope. You, hope Michael doesn't come up while we're teaching our steam bending class. He'll <laughs> 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 have something to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. you know, we, we had, um, Ross had brought the straps that Michael had designed for, you know, um, Veritas nice. and all that sort of stuff. So it was pretty funny. But right. he, he came in, he, he's, a, he, you know, he's a lovely guy. So, um, and we're having a good chat. And he was just interested because um, I, I tend to steam bend a lot of kiln dried wood, which where he doesn't eat, right. sticks, sticks to air dried and stuff like that. <laughs> 
I had a little crowd in there from the other classes when I was doing my first kiln drying bend for the day because they just wanted to see if it was true or not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Nice. It's definitely, uh, well, I, I'm sure it's easier or better to do air dried, but I've done kiln dried. I've actually uh, steam bent kiln dried Purple Heart before. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 That's, wow. Yeah, how how, did, how does that go? Is that fairly uh, short grain to it? It uh, it was brutal. It uh, it yeah. took a lot of it took a lot of time, <laughs> and uh, plus it was only a sixteenth of an inch thick. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. that's, that's... No, no, it was it was about five eighths of an inch, but it it bent. Um, Crazy. Was that for those beautiful chairs you did? No, no, this was a long time ago. It I oh. it's so old. I did. I think I took it took pictures with a Polaroid or something. I don't even know what those pictures are. It, it was film, man. It was film. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Now available on beta. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've never, I've never explored. Uh, and um, I think a big part of it was, I remember at some point get trying to like, oh, I need to try something new. And, and as soon as I heard, I was like, oh, you got to use, you know, air dry. I was like, I, I have no source to get air dry yeah. around her at all. But, but I mean, obviously you don't, and I have seen and heard of others. And is it is it to do? And I may be saying the wrong word. Is it lignant or the like lignant? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. yeah and look, with the kiln dried, it, it can depend on who was using the kiln that day. You know, if someone's right. completely cooked, if they're like they're being impatient and they're trying to dry too quickly or something like that, then that's that's going to be pretty tricky to bend. I think right, you know, right. locked yeah. in place. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but with I, I haven't had any problems like that, and I've been doing um, kiln dried white oak, kiln dried um, ash and walnut, and they've all bent beautifully. Ash, and what's ash the, responds, uh, responds very well, doesn't it? It does. It, it had also offers the most resistance out of all of those. The the walnut mm, was right. ridiculous. It just I couldn't believe that that was the first kiln dried species I'd bent um, because I, I just. I often use blackwood. You know, I like to try and use um, local timbers where I can. But, sure. you know, the, the basic setup of these chairs is, you know, it's from the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and so it's based around the species that are available there. So there, sure. there, there aren't as many species down here that are appropriate for that type of um, chair making. Um, and you say kiln dried, like what, uh, I mean, is it, what kind of moisture content are you getting it at? Well, I'm, I'm just getting it from the timber yard. So okay, yeah. So, so okay, no. So so nothing. Like I, I was just wondering, are you getting it like specially done where no. you're taking it like to eight set eight percent, or is it a little wetter? Or okay, no. Look, I, I basically I, I like the idea um, of just being able to do it from you know what's available. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, that's I, interesting. I, well, I, I did a post the other day, and I also admire what Chris Swartz and um, those guys have been doing, just trying to um, create a chair that anyone can make and have a have a go. At, you know, I love the idea of people having a go at making their own chairs. So um, I did. I taught a class recently with Pete Gilbert in New Hampshire, and um, there were people from all over the states who had, you know, came up for the class. And some of them were in areas where you just can't, yet they don't have access to green wood. They right. can't go and get a, a log of white oak or anything like that, Yeah, you know. Yeah. So the idea that they can just go to their timber yard, you know, as long as it's got the right species. Like if you're in the States, then you just get some white oak, you know. I mean, it'll do pretty much everything. Um, or ash, you know, walnut even. Um, I, I like the idea that they, and they like the idea that they can just go and do that. They don't need special timbers to go and make a chair. 
right you know and and, and and it's the same here you know i'm down in the southeast um so i've got access to a lot of blackwood which has been used as um uh, chair timber for you know nearly two centuries down here uh, and, and it's a great windsor chair timber in that it's light and really strong long grained um mm. so I, I really like using that it's a little bit of a you know they're strain timbers they're trickier than northern hemisphere timbers they they really are you know yeah. It's a lot of interlocking grain and reverse grain and, you know, um, lots of silica content in blackwood as well. You know, it's sure. a bunch of tools and, you know, there's, there's plenty going, <laughs> plenty of stuff going on. You know. They bend the opposite way that, that, that ours do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got to yeah. bend it the opposite way. It's kind of like the swirl in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, in the south, exactly. Southern hemisphere. Well, so what, what kind of, I, mean, I, I mean, black, what I'm thinking of blackwood and, and probably, it's not the same. No, it's thing. it's an acacia. It's a wattle tree. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in Blackwood. Yeah. Cool. I, look, I know a, a chairmaker in um, Canberra, um, who uh, Evan Dunstan, who he's actually one of the fellows who started the this new festival wood dust down here. He okay. actually gets it from um, South Africa at times because they've taken uh-huh. it over and they have big crops of it and stuff like that. So. You know, um, because, you know, I mean, forestry is an issue here like it is anywhere. Um, you know, you don't want to be clear felling sort of beautiful old ancient forests and stuff like that. So, you know, and <laughs> I guess I guess that that's something that's going to be a problem for all of us as we move forward. You know, where you're sourcing right. the timber from, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, yep. <laughs> which is, which is my, uh, my appeal for um, veneers and and marquetry and just trying to tread lighter in the footprint in, yeah. in the forest i suppose that's why and i use epoxy yeah you, <laughs> you, well, you i like resin. that tabletop you did recently what's uh, that ben, ben we, we, am i talking to ben there i was that yeah. tabletop you were doing recently with the veneer top you know oh yeah the maple yeah the maple yeah yeah i i, I really like that you know thank you thank you yeah it's uh it was just a simple simple table but uh, um i don't know it's kind of a um kind of a, uh, a study in simplicity yeah <laughs> you know? um, which i'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of simplicity yeah but yeah. but even still i mean it was done so correctly and and the the beauty of it is how flat it was and strong and stable and all that yeah that uh everything right. has to be done right to achieve that yeah right simple Came doesn't mean fantastic. simple doesn't mean easy that's right yeah. that's for sure <laughs> yeah so that's when you, awesome burn when you're doing when you're doing the kiln dried material, so w- walk us through because um, I'm I'm interested in, in yeah. that, and I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't necessarily know the whole process. Right. So from going from from kiln dried to being able to put it, uh, so it, so the steam will effectively make it flexible, yeah, um, or, or you know make it make it plastic. So kind of kind of walk us through like board from the lumber or board you know coming yeah. into the shop from the lumber yard being able to um, put it on whatever bending apparatus that, you know, and those the bending apparatuses are cool too with the, yeah, with the, with yeah. the boat, the boat winch and, and everything to be able to turn that in. But, but walk, yeah, us, awesome. walk us through the, the kiln dried to, to be able to steam that material. Uh, well, I, I go and annoy the um, timber <clears throat> merchants. I don't mean to, but because <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically looking for a very, something very specific. I, I want sort of quick growing timber. Um, so say it's ash I, I, or walnut or whatever, but I, I want um, there to be a good distance between the annular rings. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. 
Um, yep. Rather than old growth, um, you know, dense timbers, which isn't really that suitable for, you can use it, but it's not as suitable for chair making. It's not as strong. Um, that newer stuff, um, you know, you've got less changes in density, um, and which is really great for bending as well. You know, too many changes in density, it, it just can create problems because you're basically trying to bend something that isn't meant to really bend. So mm -hmm. it's going to be looking for different ways to escape and snap and break and all that sort of thing. So um, if you've got, you know, more regular density running through the wood, i.e. sort of, you know, wider distances between the angular rings, that, that's a benefit. So I'm looking for that and I'm looking for um, relatively straight grain. So no, no squiggles. I don't want any figure, anything tons like that. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tons yeah. of knots. Tons of knots. Yeah. <laughs> look, it, it's, it can be a little bit annoying. And look, I, I've gone through, you know, packs of 300 or something like that. And I, and I always make sure I put them all back so I can, you know, <laughs> right. then, then come back and buy more another time, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I might end up just, pulling two sticks out and they're sort of going, what is this guy doing? You know, because uh, <laughs> yeah, then someone all else will there. come in and buy the whole pack, <laughs> you know, and they don't yeah. always understand that. So, which is fine. You know, it's just, just the way it is. Um, yeah. So I, I'll um, grab that. Um, it only needs to be as straight as long as it's like a continuous curve. If it's got a bit of a curve in it. That's okay as well. I'm generally cutting the pieces, the components, and it's usually... You know, it might be a crinoline stretcher, but generally it's going to be an arm bow, you know, or something like that, something longer. Um, say for a continuous armchair, it needs to be about 1,500 long, um, 100 mil long. Uh, I'll let you guys. Yeah, let me know that. <laughs> 1,500 <laughs> inches long? Yeah. <laughs> it's really uh, long. You're wasting a lot of material there, buddy. <laughs> so the traditional way is you're getting a log and you're splitting it open, you're cutting to lengths and you're splitting out you know, whatever you need, say for an arm bow, um, and then shaping it on the shave horse with an um, with a draw knife. So you're using an open blade and you're following the grain the whole way. And that's the absolute best way of getting continuous grain for, a, you know, a bend. But I, I'm not doing that. I'm taking it to my bandsaw when I get to the workshop and I'm um, sort of working out exactly where I'm getting the component from. I'll draw it in place. And oftentimes that'll be, you know, a bit of a curve with maybe a bit of a squiggle running through it, but nothing too close together with the squiggles. So mm. when I cut it, it's, you know, it's not a straight piece of wood. You know, sometimes that'll happen, but very rarely because wood just doesn't grow that straight, does it? You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then once, but once I've got a squiggle, I mean, once you heat that up and bend it around a form, it, it, it'll just go into the same shape as a straight piece would have, you know. So, um I'm basically just following the grain and using the rift, I can see um, the angular rings. I can see the lines on both sides of the board, on oh, both plane, right. planes of the board. So that, that helps. I mean, that said, you can, you can turn on the radial, uh, bend on the radial or tangential planes, you know, um, quite successfully. So, but I, I, I do it partly for the look of it. I, I, I like that look. Particularly with Ash. Yeah, yeah I, I love seeing that. I'm a pretty boring guy. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, like those I like seeing yeah. those straight lines. It's just, you know, <clears throat> particularly on I love the open grain of Ash. Well, and it doesn't take away from the rest of the chair. Like no, the, the, no. The, it kind of makes the lines of the chair really pop and stand out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you're looking down at the legs and you can see those straight lines on the legs and, you know, yeah, true. You kind of, and the spindles and everything like that. So it's all, it's all cohesive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So mm, after yeah. I've cut out a basic shape, I mean, you obviously don't want to 
do too much shaping, you know, before you bend it in case something does happen because, you know, wood does break you. Not every bend is going to be a successful one. You're trying to eliminate, you know, as many things as possible for a successful bend. And, and look, I, I had pretty good success, so, you know, I can't complain. But um, before I went over to, to spend time with Pete, uh, I was soaking my kiln dried for about five days in PVC pipe, just completely filled up with water, so it's all completely submerged. Um, and it just adds moisture. It doesn't go back into the cell, but it you know fills up the rest of the wood around the cell walls and stuff like that, and uh, just means it transmits the heat really evenly through the piece um, when you put it in the steamer. Nice. And that, that, that's been working pretty successfully for me. Um, but then when I went across to Pete's school, um, <laughs> because he's a bit of a mad scientist. I mean, you had a bit of a mad scientist on the show a few weeks ago with Caleb. Caleb's yes. a little bit the same. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they just think of other things, think of things others don't think of, you know. And so he had this, um, it's like cellophane sort of packing tube, which shrink wraps around heat. You know, they just once you heat it, it just shrinks. And so we had this tubing and you just cut it to length. Um, and you pull the piece out, the armbar out of the steamer after it's been in there for about you know an hour and a quarter or something like that. I think or an hour and a half. I can't remember how long. I think it's about an hour and a half. Um, and you put it into the tubing, and it just shrink wraps around it. So basically, he hadn't soaked it at all. But what you're doing is you're trapping all the atmospheric moisture that's in the oh, wood already. Wow. You know, because <clears throat> you know once you pull it out of the steamer, if you didn't do that. The moisture is just leaving the wood. The wood's hot, and so it's just the wood. Water's just evaporating off the wood, and it's just leaving, mm. you know, pretty quickly, sort of thing. But this traps all that moisture in there. So this is stuff we just bought from um, the timber yard um, or the lumber yard, as you call it. Um, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we just milled it up and we put it in the steamer, and and it was ready to go straight away. Which I, you know, it just blew my mind. I, it just takes away that having to soak it business i was um, uh, doing but i mean you know you can if you can't get that stuff i'm actually gonna have to try and import that stuff because none of the plastic men i've talked to here in australia know what the hell i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's like what <laughs> <laughs> they keep sending me things that don't shrink so you, know, you need like three so you, you need some like large um heat shrink for electrical right, wires right. that's crazy <laughs> i mean you, you can uh, there's a guy over here um he does Nathan Day, he does, um, he's over in Western Australia, um, and he uses something they use in cooking these days. You know, like in um, high-end restaurants, they, I can't remember what they're called. It's basically a plastic bag that you put into boiling water and it cooks a chicken. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what they're called, but he, he's been doing that and having good luck with that. But he's doing big table parts or something like that. Wow. Yeah. I, I love the, the evolution and, you know, you're working with Peter and, and you guys are sharing techniques and, yeah. and the, whole, the whole process evolves and grows. I, I, I just love that aspect of it. Oh, me too. Yeah. And look, and that's one of the things that, I mean, with, with Pete, it's like I, I see him as a mentor for me. You know, I mean, he's a good mate of mine, but, but I still see him as a mentor as well. Just the way he goes about things, I still find very inspiring, you know, Right. Um, the way he thinks things through, he's he's so thorough um, in the way he thinks about every aspect of chair making. You know, it's it's that's very inspiring for me. You know, and something to emulate. Yeah, that's man, that is just really awesome. I, I would love to get into this type of chair making. It just it seems to just talk volumes to me. I, I love I love the idea of just how all the components come together in a solid seat like that. You know, instead of having. Yeah. And I know it's I know it's a whole different beast. It's like it's another skill set, like anything else. And I I think it'd be so much fun to just push myself 
to exactly. something that's very different from what I do. You know, I just I'm looking for your page. Sorry, <laughs> like, just get like wow, yeah. man, this stuff's amazing. But, uh, Even that uh, like the contemporary dining chairs, they just they're just they're very inviting. You just you just want to sit in it. You just yeah, you know, with that with that yeah. crest rail. Yeah, for such a traditional chair, I don't see it as a traditional chair. It's like the, the, here's a guy that's taken a traditional chair and he's really made it like come into itself. You know, it's like uh-huh. it's, it's just yeah, it's so cool. Oh, thanks very much. I really appreciate that, especially oh, from you wow. guys. Yeah, look, we're all rookies. It's so true. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I, think I feel like a rookie all the time. <laughs> you know, I really I, do. I put, I think that's a good thing to yeah, feel that way. Sure. I think yeah. everyone I've met is pretty, everyone I've like just been admired by. They're all like, oh, I feel like a rookie. I'm, I'm winging it. Starting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel better. I think, I think what's so neat about them is, is again, kind of the study and simplicity. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, vi- they're very, they're very distilled. There's not, there's not a whole lot there that doesn't, you know, there really is anything there that doesn't need to be there. And then the continuous grain and the flexibility and the strength that that gives, um, you know, they're just, you know, and, and they work in so many different environments, you know, everywhere. These guys are going everywhere. It's amazing. And they're not going to, and they're not going to go out of style. Those things aren't, they're going to, you know, you, you might have some times where they're, they're not, you know, super in vogue, but they're not ever going to like fall out. Of there's style. always there's always someone who there's a guy here, um, Greg. Um, oh, geez, I'm trying to remember his name. Greg, jeez, uh, it's gone out of my head. Anyway, <laughs> he listens to this podcast. By the way, I bet yeah, he does. He's he going to kill me when <laughs> I see him now. It's a good <laughs> friend of yours, isn't he? Well, he, he's been he's been doing Windsor chairs in Australia longer than sure. anyone. He's been making them for about thirty years now, and he, he does more of an English style chair, which which is more you know uh, proper. Yeah, it, it, well, it, it's what it's, <laughs> 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 no, it's, well, it's more what you would you know recently see in Australia. You know, um, um, like there's a chair I'm doing. I've got a commission going at the moment, and it's for um, it's a guy called Ten- Dennis Lake. Uh, he's a furniture restorer here. He did his training in in England, um, but he moved to Tasmania and found these Tasmanian chairs. They're called pedal chairs, and they were used. You know. Uh, they were made from the late 19th into the 20th century and you would find them in all the government buildings and train stations and things like that. And he's written a book about them, um, which is, you know, it's a really wonderful book. He's just self-published it. And he's commissioned me to do a contemporary version of one of these chairs because he's so oh, passionate cool. about them. He he just wants to see them move into the future. And the way he saw that happening was by, you know, doing a contemporary version because not everyone wants something that looks like it's from another era. You know? right, right. So he right. could see what I was doing with, you know, some things like a continuous arm and just taking out decorative elements and simplifying lines and things like that. And um, right. You know, so I'm really yeah. excited about that particular commission. You know, just um, I'm a bit terrified as well, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you're messing with classics. So it was like with the continuous arm. I was a little bit hesitant at first, but I really just wanted to do something that I was happy with that I thought people here in Australia would be, it would resonate with them more um, rather right. than something that looked like it was from something else. Because the North American chairs, I, I love them, but um, you know, they're not as a familiar shape down here. Right, right, right. Well, you know, the, the thing I, I kind of notice you do a lot, um, it seems like uh, where you kind of just put your own little 
uh, spin on touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, I don't know what it's called, but like the bottom the crinoline type crinoline stretcher. What is it? Crinoline. Wow. I've never even, I've never even heard that word. You just made that no, up. Right? Oh, you see, you see, you see <laughs> in lots of really old um, English chairs, some old English Windsors, um, you know, fancy chairs and I love stuff it, like that. Yeah, me too. Look at when I first, yeah. I, when I first did the contemporary stuff, I was doing these little crisscross um, stretches underneath, which I kind of like, but as soon as I did a crinoline, I just saw how it worked with the, you know, the curve on the back of the seat, the curve of the arm bow. Right. It just, it just seems it's to so make cool. much more sense to me. You know? So, so Bernard, yeah. why don't you, why don't you explain what that is? Um, so people can kind of, can kind of see it in their mind. Cause yeah. no one knows <laughs> what that word is. <laughs> so I've seen different <laughs> configurations of it, but the basic setup on my chairs is it's a curved stretcher running from the back of one front leg to the back of the other front leg. And then there's two little straight stretchers. They're coming from the rear legs into the arch <clears throat> of the um, crinoline stretcher, um, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a steam bent section. Yeah. It's a curved steam bent section. I mean, you could obviously do it as a laminated bend, but, it, you know. Yeah, and your, your feet don't get your in the way. Your feet don't, don't get in yeah, the your way. Feet. No. Just, yeah, yeah, it's it's so cool. I love it, and it's it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Just that beautiful shape with the. It it just fits in with all the other shapes on the chair. Yeah, it, you know. it fits. Right, right, and I've seen you. You've have it in other chairs where it just goes. I mean, again, it's a, the bottom stretcher, and you know, three quarters down, whatever. Yeah. But it, it's um, you know, on the legs, but it's one big loop that almost comes into the back legs, and then you have a little brass or something oh, yeah. connecting yeah. it. Now, that's, oh, that's 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 the cool. newest iteration of that continuous arm. I'm just, I mean, I had to. That was a little bit of a rush job. Because uh, I was, did you did you just cut it short? Was it meant to hit? And no, I. Like, I <laughs> I'm just teasing. It doesn't look like that at all. I, I actually did think of it, but I just kind of thought um, just making that the round of the leg fit with the shape of the bow. It was just going to be a little bit yeah, too right, busy right. in that spots of the thing and yeah way too big yeah. too, it makes everything too heavy yeah, yeah. and uh, look I, I mean i thought of doing um a little tapered stretcher of wood but um i've mm. been using copper and brass on, on a stool design that i use and i just really liked how that looked in combination with um timber um and so i just thought i'd try a bit of brass um see how it came off because i was always yeah. going to paint it black or i i sort of um actually used um ebon i ebonized that chair ebonized. yeah it was a, it was kind of rushed because I was preparing for this um, steam bending class in Canberra and it, happening on the same weekend was um, the Studio Furniture Exhibition it's Award thing, oh. yeah, which I, which oh, I was putting wow. it into. So um, I wasn't sure if it was going to get done. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that chair right. back so I can, can keep moving with that, you know, just. It's a great chair. When you said ebonite, like what, is that like truly ebonized or is it dyed? Well, I, I mean, I ebonized it. I, I um, oh, okay. so it's white oak um, with an elm seat, and I used okay. um, the basic Brian Boggs um, recipe that um, Pete has been using. He, when we did the chair class up there, um, he and I were making a chair with the students, and he ebonized that, and that was out of ash. So he had to use, okay. um, oh, gee, what's it called? It's like a bark extract from a particular South American tree. Quabachi mm. or something like that, and you it's, you can do the same with tea, um, but you're basically right, ash black has, tea. Or, yeah, yeah, ash has no tannin, so you you're covering it in tannins with hot water, and it seeps into the pores of the seat of in the pores of the timber, 
And so when you come over with your white vinegar, vinegar mix, which you just put steel wool into, and it just sort of right. melts the steel wool away over a period of days, um, and you just let it in there and get stronger and stronger, it seeps into That's where cool. that tenon mix went in sort of thing and just makes it... He had, he had a stool in there, and I walked in, and it was the most beautiful black I've ever seen. Absolutely gorgeous. So I really wanted to try and do that, but I had like three days or two days to do a finish on this chair. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and it was the first time I'd, I'd ebonized a chair because um, I'd used um, – I don't use milk paint anymore. I, I don't really like milk paint for chairs. It just right, it doesn't right. wear – it wears too quickly, basically, right? You know, mm-hmm. as well as being a, a beast to um, apply. Um, but uh, I'd been using a few other things, um, and this – it just – <laughs> worked really beautifully with the white ash but not so much with the elm it went a bit grey so I ended up having to go over with something that I normally use which is a water-based um, black stain oh okay yeah, yeah. okay that, uh, you know it's um, the reason I asked is I've never actually um, I've never done any uh, ebonizing but I I go into trouble because I called um, this little table I did for for an article and and I guess they're trying to get another article out of it. And I, I, I told the, the gentleman I was working with, I said, well, I'm eb-, he goes, what are you doing to the base? I said, I'm ebonizing. And he's like, oh, well, I could come out. We can do an article. Tell me your steps. I'm like, well, I'll get some black dye and I'm just <laughs> pouring onto it. And he, did, he, he responds, you know, he's like, that's dying it. You're not ebonizing. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, but it's quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I'd, I'd use this water based um, stain, um, Rubio, I think it's called. And it, hey, yeah. Have you used that before? Well, I just, they just uh, paid for a bunch of us to go out and do a class with them for the last three days. Oh, right. Um, um, but yeah, they uh, they had, uh, and that's kind of was curious too, because they had some of their stuff, um, which it looked, it worked fantastic. Yeah, it's we, like a floor stain or something like that. Yeah, like like yeah, yeah. black japaning or something like that. Right, and yeah. I, I'd used it on um, a set of stools I did before I, I went over to Pete, and it just I thought it worked really well. You know, it was a really nice, strong finish. But I, with the ebonizing um, that Pete uses. Because it's it's seeping so far in, because you've used hot water to get the right. tannin seep into the wood, it's a really durable finish, you know. Yeah, that's that's the only problem is with those other other ways. It's it, yeah, you can scratch it and you'll be it's on yeah, the surface. Wood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even they call it like the one I used was a penetrating. It's it's much better than a lot of other dyes I used. Yeah, but you know, with kids, forget yeah, about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you should see some of my chairs. My, my son's plan is—he's done his best to destroy them, you know. Right, right. Well, it's a beautiful chair, and and you won a, an award for that, correct? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, very, yeah. very honoured to get that. That is—that's so cool, man. No, Congrats. No, thanks very much. See, on 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 Pete's chair, the one that was ebonized, did, yeah. did he does does that have a top coat over the top of it? Oh, yeah. So you, you always put a top coat on. So um, sure. I, I always use Osmo. I've been using Osmo for quite a while, a semi matte. Okay. Um, or I think Pete was just using a matte finish. I, I can't quite remember. But that. he was using Osmo also. Yeah. Right? So yeah. So using it on chairs, um, it's great on flat surfaces. It's very durable on flat surfaces. Osmo for doing two coats. Okay. And usually, they always recommend you you sand to just one eighty or something like that. Okay. Um, but with chairs, because there's so many nooks and crannies and no right angles, um, you kind of had to you know, wipe on and wipe off. So you're taking quite a, a lot off as you go. 
So you tend to where you know on a table you might do two coats, you know on a chair you might do three or four. Mm. Right, okay. right. Yeah. And what do you sand to? Do you, do you sand to the one eighty that they recommend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that was the big thing with the Rubio stuff um, was the sanding. You know, it, it, it's it's so kind of alien to me. I, I always go to like three twenty, but yeah. I'm a I, I spray. I'm a conversion varnish. I'm killing myself every day. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, that was they were like one twenty max one eighty. I was just yeah. blown away, and they yeah. and they water they water pop it, and they do all this stuff, and yeah, it, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So another another thing that I wanted to talk to you about, Burn, is so who who are the people that you sell your chairs to? I mean, I'm I mean I, I'm always interested in the in the chair making itself, but then I'm also interested in you know the 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 market the marketability, and and it's, yeah. I, I'm just I'm interested to hear where you're at in Australia. What you know? What is your clientele base? What, how does that? Could, and could you give you give us the name, <laughs> get a, address? Get a, well, I'm not giving um, you. Phil. You've already sold chairs down here in Australia, haven't you, devil? <laughs> I need some more. <laughs> Maybe I could deliver those chairs. Oh my god! And come and hang out with you. <laughs> Definitely, you're I'm right. British. <laughs> I'm British. <Come> on. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Look, it's just a real mix. Um, it's hard to know where they're coming from half the time. I, I, I get a lot of my business through Instagram now. Okay. Um, yeah. Which really awesome. surprised me at first. Uh, I was a little bit shocked right. that that's how it was working. Cause I, and I just showed that I didn't really understand um, Instagram at that time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know who was looking at my pictures and why they were looking at them or, you know, I'm, I'm, right, I was born right. in 1970. So, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, you you had you had done a um a set of chairs. I I remember when I first started following you. It was a bunch. It was like twelve or fourteen. Yeah, that was that was pretty big order. That's a lot of spindles. Oh man, man, no, no kidding. Well, that that was when I um I bought an Arbitec because <laughs> uh, I looked at all those ash seats and looked at my Tim Many ads and the scorp <laughs> and I went nah. <laughs> <laughs> And it just it just makes sense. I mean, because often I'll be doing um, one or two chairs because you know the people are just buying an occasional chair or you know like a continuous armchair is probably the one I do the most of. Um, yeah. And I was kind of happy doing it the traditional way, carving at the seats. But I, this Arbitec, I, I avoided them for a long time just because the dust factor. But you know, I'm not getting any younger. And I had a gold one, and it's and it's, it's a blade, so it's actually creating. Um, Shavings, shavings, little shavings, as opposed to you know. So, t- so talc. is this a? Is this a? So I don't, I'm not familiar with it. Is it a grinder type thing? Is you you attach it about? to your yeah. You attach it to your little angle grinder, okay. and it's got. I think mine's got four cutters on it, oh, um, wow. and it just it does it so quickly. And and look, I'm. It's pretty I'm, aggressive, yeah. It's really aggressive. Um, so you have to sort of you know um, concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> no drinking. No drinking. Stay off. Stay off Instagram with your other hand. Yeah, right. don't watch you. Hand. Don't watch any YouTube clips while you're doing it. <laughs> you know, um, but I, I'm pretty much exclusively using hardwood seats. Whereas you know, um, like Pete and other people making chairs in North America, they're using white pine and, and that type of thing. You know, um, so it's a lot harder, and it just made a lot of sense to me to to start doing it that way. So. Sure. I, I basically like like you're doing in any part of woodworking. You, you want to if you're going to remove a lot of material, you just do it the most economic way you can, right. and, and that just 
worked out perfectly. And then I, I go back over it with my Travishes um, right, and, nice. and even it out with that. Yeah. Now I have a question um, and I'm, I'm sure it's not as uh, relevant or maybe, maybe not. I'll just ask it. But um, when you're doing chairs like that and you're removing a lot of wood, do you, is that something you have to do in stages uh, to deal with the wood movement? Or is that just not a problem because of the way this, the chairs are constructed? Um, you know, I'm thinking like... As, in, in, as, in, if, as it moving or... Yeah, as like the like mm. wood movement. Like you take away a lot of wood, it tends yeah. to On one side, yeah. Right. That's a good question. Yeah, it is. Yeah, look, I mean, I've, I've never really noticed anything happening. I mean, I've noticed, okay. it's, the seats are always kiln dried. Right. Um, they've, and uh, they've usually been in the workshop you know, for weeks before I um, actually start on them. Right. Um, but I've never noticed anything coming out. I mean, my contemporary chairs, are, they're, they're a shallower carve as opposed to, you know, the traditional ones are about an, an inch. They go down okay. about, about an inch, whereas these ones, um, what are they, about three quarters of an inch or even a okay, little bit so less it's not, sometimes. it's not a ton of, right, it's not a no. ton of wood. No, no. And I was just curious. I mean, I was just, I, you know. No, that's an interesting like question. That yeah, was yeah. like a second step or. Because yeah, right. here in North America, if you plane one board of a kiln-dried piece of wood, it turns into a Pringle potato chip. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I've yeah. seen it on, no, seen I, it on uh, CNCs. You know, they can, I've, yeah, um, if they remove a lot. We've, yeah. we've, done, we've done seats before, but we were taking more and we were CNCing and um, like roughing out on the CNC and then we'll stack it. And then sure enough, it would start just, you know, cupping moving. And so we end yeah. up, and this was a different situation. I mean, this, we were taking off a lot. So we had to do an extra step to be able to do it. So I was just, I, I was just curious. I've, I've but, definitely had that, you know, from resawing and, and that type of thing. Right, but, right. Um, it's fairly temperate in, in Melbourne as well. Sure. Uh, it, it's a dry heat. There's not a lot of humidity. Right, um, right. So you're not, if I was in somewhere like Sydney or Brisbane, you know, they're more subtropical climates. So you're going, you're dealing with a lot more wood movement um, right. than, than you are down here in Melbourne. You know, awesome. there's a lot, lot less moisture to deal with. I had a, uh, a random question for you. What Please. happens, what happens to your April's first chair? Do you even remember it? <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? Uh, well, on, so I remember, you know, I've been following you and I, I come across your, your feed on Instagram and I see this chair and I'm like, what the heck is going on there? And I start reading, I don't even know what day it is. I start reading, the, oh, wait, okay, this is, this is like a new chair he's working on. And I've seen the base and I'm like, I'm like, I can see that. And then I was like, wait a minute, he's Australian and it's April's first. Is he messing with us? But yeah, you, you, you did, you basically stacked up a bunch of rings on oh, top yes. of a chair base. Yeah. You know what, that, that was going to be, that was initially <laughs> meant to be my entry into the recent studio furniture <laughs> but, oh, but because I, I just <laughs> you know what it's like um you know we'd all love to just de design and develop you know because that's the most right. fun you can have in the workshop but you just don't get paid for that stuff so yeah you know, that, right, that plywood right. mock-up has just been sitting there ever since you know uh and i keep looking and going oh, oh, it's geez, not like, you know i wish i could get to that but that's that's a bit of a spare time <laughs> thing which you have none of anyway you know especially if you've got a family right know. So I, right. I still, I actually yeah. still want to develop that. I really, I kind of really like that. Idea, One day, you know, right, but it, yeah. it, it's going to take a bit That's of time funny. to resolve. I was, I was part, well, part of me was like, wait, is he messing with me or is he not messing with me? Because like, you know, because I'm looking at it, I was like, I don't want to be the guy that's going to be like, that thing is beautiful. <laughs> and then everyone's like, you idiot. And he's messing around. I was like, well, 
I can see it. Like, obviously, it's a mock yeah. you know? That's awesome. Well, I wondered, because, I, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, it, it's, lot, it's great to have time to just be able Absolutely. to play and do something, but, but a lot of times, real work gets <clears throat> in the way. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping next year I'll have a bit more time for that type of work, because I'm going to start teaching from my workshop um, next year. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back over to teach with Pete at the end of the year, um, maybe do two classes, how, how big of a class nice. was that? How many students? There were five. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so we keep keep, keep How many? Five? Yeah. Five, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. So it, it actually was going to be four, but somehow it, some administration error, Pete Tom. It snuck in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they were great guys. Nice. It, it, was, it was so much fun. You know, it really um, got the juices flying for teaching, you know. so Sure. And that's really cool. Um, yeah. And you're going to start doing it out of your shop yeah. now? Yeah, so I'm going to uh, – Pete's been sort of encouraging me to do that for a little while. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start doing it out of my workshop. I've been, you know, um, emails and things from, from people for a while, just, just asking about classes. And, you know, I was always a little bit hesitant because I, I just really like making things, if you know what I mean. Right, so, right. But, yeah, look, I mean, I'll, I, I've done a little bit of teaching in the past and, and I kind of enjoyed it then, so uh, I'm going to give it another go now. And I'll just be teaching my designs, not traditional chairs. Mm. Okay, cool. Man, that would be so awesome yeah, would, to take absolutely. that class. <laughs> and <laughs> did, do I remember, did you study marketry with Silas Kopp? Or... I did, <laughs> Really? I, had no I, idea. I thought I had seen that week. somewhere, but I couldn't find it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was um, years ago. <laughs> uh, that would have been like nine years ago. Or I can't remember. But he came out. It was another intensive I did. Um, oh, geez, there's another guy's name I can't remember. It was at his workshop. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was fantastic. I, I absolutely loved that. But at the same time, I thought, geez, I'd love to do this again. But I just, I've never, you know, like... Ramon, I, I just in in awe of what you do. I you know, I love that you have the ability to put it into your work like that. And and obviously Craig, who you had on, you know, the other week sort of thing. You know, I just it blows me away right. that sort of work. But yeah, um, yeah I, it's just one of those things you, you've just got to concentrate on it if you're going to be able to do it properly. You right, know, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's so there's so many directions to go. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I kind of hate Instagram sometimes. Yeah. Because I think now I'm just, oh, I'm gosh, just yeah. confused. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. A beautiful in my life. Windsor chair with marquetry on it. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think. Well, I think it's really cool. I mean, it seems like there's something you, you you've been doing for a while. Is that not not only you know you're professional in what you do, but you 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 try to make time to take some classes too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and, and look, I, I like to think that I awesome. always do that. You know, if there's someone around, yeah, I, I definitely like to do some classes. You know, with different people. There's other people I'd like to do classes, and it's just you know, obviously with a little family and a business to run, it, it's pretty tricky. But you know, wherever yeah. I can, I, I definitely would always want to do that because I mean, besides really cool. just being really fun thing to do, you know. But yeah. as you were sort of saying, Ramona, it's just there's so many directions you can take it. You know, woodworking. Uh, and you know, learning other parts just to nourish your brain, you know, and inspire mm. you. You may never get to use those yeah. things, but it, it'll still inspire you. You know, it's like you, yeah, you, you really need several lifetimes just to oh, yeah. start. No I mean, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, you know, we just had Michael Fortune over, and he did a um, a lecture on design, and I mean, it really, it it, it just motivated me so much. It made me it. It's funny because like a lot of stuff he was saying was like how I used to approach design 
and then it very clearly i was like okay i've really moved away from from that fun side of like just you know pen and pencil and just keep on exploring exploring yeah, yeah. keep on keep on exploring yeah. and it it was it was just so motivating you know to hear him talk it was fantastic he's a really good teacher i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's funny he's he is a funny yeah. dude man man he's got some stories <laughs> I, I think the good teachers yeah. are kind of funny as well silas cop was very funny and and pete galbert is, is you know he's he's very funny chap i think most woodworkers are right <laughs> funny in all sorts of different ways <laughs> funny in all sorts. hey 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 hey, hey. <laughs> i think it's time for us to hang up <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned earlier obviously your business is um i mean mostly it's pretty much chairs yeah, right yeah um and most of most of it is local i guess is kind of what we're trying to yeah, get a look, little bit i mean I, i've sent some chairs to the states but um right. in the end the freight is more than the chair so yeah, they're gonna be pretty good you know so it's right i right, just feel right. like that it's there's enough people here for me to sort of sure. say, you know, I mean, we've got obviously yeah. you, you got you got a few people in Australia. Yeah, look, I mean, we've got a tiny population compared to you guys, but um, it's right, it's right. a fairly niche market because I mean, who wants to be a chairmaker? You know, you've got to be crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you? Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but you will take on a case piece too, like, and and you're yeah. saying that's more if it's something you really want to do yeah right? look i mean it, it depends on who the client is i guess and just if it's something i really want to do and also if i feel like i can do it in an effective way you know it's not going to completely right. burn me because like everyone who's in this game they probably you get burnt every now and then particularly when you're younger mm. you know <clears throat> yeah there's yeah. things you just want to take on because and you know you sometimes when you're younger you use them as a learning device as well but mm, sure. you definitely don't make money on those ones. <laughs> right. But yeah, but and do you have people working for no, you? No, no, I just I just work on my own. Just, oh, yeah. That's awesome. And does your wife uh, help? She does. She side? she helps me a lot yeah. with the paperwork side. I of things. knew it. Yeah, I yeah. knew it. Yeah, I think I think all our wives. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't kinda, do it. With, you kind of have to have I absolutely. That. Her name's Alice. I I couldn't do it without her. Alice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to have. Oh, and, that's for sure. And dang yeah. it, you get burned only when you're young, huh? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're still young. I, I didn't know that part. We, young at heart. One of my favorite pieces uh, I did years ago was um, uh, it was a drinks cabinet, um, and I did a you know frame frame and panel um, in a sort of 17th century New England style with carved panels um because right. I, I love peter follinsby's work and so it was a real thrill to actually get to do that sort of thing and i i met him just recently when i was over there which was an absolute thrill for me as well you know he, he's a lovely guy but he, he i mean he you know he does work that's completely different from mine but i, I find him incredibly inspiring sure. right right yeah i'm looking at that piece um yeah wow it's like really old ornate um carving on the panels yeah yeah i did some crazy stuff on that that old the draw the drawers on it are really cool i love the, the little <laughs> detail yeah. you did around the drawer pull yeah it's so cool that was me i just let my head go a little bit i mean because <laughs> the, the, the inside is a, is a um human pine slip box which i slipped in up from underneath and locked in place oh, nice. so it wasn't you open it up and you don't see oak you see this you know nice hewn pine with um ancient cowrie bog cowrie's um backing on it slip slip um ship ship slip what it yes thank you <laughs> sub with the blah blah back yeah <laughs> was that That's was awesome. that something that was a commission piece or was it just a that was a commission piece? no it was a commission, commission piece. piece yeah all right yeah. 
Yeah, they got a bargain. <laughs> yeah, got a bargain. <laughs> they got a bargain. Maybe they listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm eternally yeah, only, grateful. To only it. took me, yeah. only took me three hundred hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now's your chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I mean that, that sort of thing. That's never the client's problem. That's your own problem. If you right, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really yeah. we've spoken about that a lot on this yeah. show. It's like you can't be disgruntled no. at a client. No. Be disgruntled at yourself. Yeah, just not charge. Enough. Make yourself yeah. feel better. Call it a learning, oh, a learning absolutely. thing. Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> well, and there's always some. There's always some value as long as it's not going to kill you. Yeah, and you can't keep doing it no. if it is. But if there's some value of you learn something and just for your soul, you know, it's yeah. like that felt good to do. I can't do that all the time. No, well, you, yeah, you, exactly. You get a combination. I learn from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You, it really yeah. sort of feeds you as a woodworker as far as nourishment, nourishment for your brain and gives you great experience, but also right. tells you, you know, don't do that again. <laughs> yes. You know, or if you do, it's five times. Exactly. More. Yeah. When, when I was a uh, uh, production manager in a commercial shop, I, I kept track of, of man hours on, on pieces and I kind of have that habit now Man. and sometimes it's scary to look at it like, oh don't gosh. don't come to my shop <laughs> so. you know that desk took 12 1200 hours yeah it, it's a beautiful piece I feel oh, I appreciate it um, <laughs> my, my, my <laughs> I, I really do he's feeling it <laughs> Uh, no, that piece I didn't do too bad on, but man, I tell you, it's uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, can oh, it, can, it can just slip out from underneath you so quickly, you know, because you're, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you, you're so engaged, you know, and you're just thinking and thinking and thinking, and it's you know, it's it's right. it's fun, but hmm. but yeah, right. then then the month ends and you realize that all those bills are there, and you're just like, oh crap, yeah, yeah. well, it done, yeah. And then, and then your client calls and they're like, when's it going to be done? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I've kind of figured it out. It was probably took me 200 hours to actually build it. And the rest was on Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not, it's not too bad. <laughs> so Phil, does that get sold through, is it for sale through the exhibition or is there a client it's going to at the end or? Well, funny kind of story of that was that was never going to be shown and I asked the client, it was for a client, and I asked them um, if I could exhibit it. And I couldn't believe they said yes. And they was just so thrilled to be, uh, you know, I think it's kind of to like be able to say that, hey, I have a piece that I've been waiting for two years, and now it's gone, going on exhibit. It's kind of a pretty neat little story for the client himself. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it gets them exposure. But what's weird is I told him it could not be uh, – it couldn't get an award um, unless it's for sale. Oh, right. And so he said, well, you know, don't get crazy, but put put a price on it that you feel that's right. And I, I told him $100,000. Exactly. And and he and he goes, he goes, no. Well, and I said to him, I, he goes, okay. And I said, well, look, it's not going to sell for that. I guarantee it. But what if it does? You know, it's like, <laughs> this is up to you. And in my head, I told him, I said, man, I hope it doesn't. He goes, why? He goes, we'd make another desk. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to build that desk again. <laughs> You'll have to wait another two he, years, buddy. <laughs> well, well, he did say, he goes, now you're going to bump me in ahead. I'm like, oh, I 
yeah, sure. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But, you know, what's crazy is people always say, oh, but the next one would be way faster. I'm mm, like, I don't know if it yes. will. Like, it's not, it's not that we don't know how to build. No, but it, it would be faster. There's it's, a lot of processes that you were scratching in your head about. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah it, it would be. It would be a little bit faster, but not that much faster. And I know you're saying just that just in case somebody – you know, wants one and you can still yeah, it's charge a hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, you know, just working with my mentor, we've built several pieces the same, you know, and we had to jig stuff and it just seems like it takes forever. Yes. It's a little faster. A couple um, hours. But in this piece, well, in this piece, there wasn't jigs, there wasn't patterns, there wasn't templates. It was just case goods, but I have all the measurements and I'll be looking at it going, what the heck is that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But still, I'll probably I mean, a lot redesign of it, uh, it and redo is, it. Is detail that uh, that you are familiar yeah. with. Yeah, right, right, right. Hey, Bert, yeah, no, it definitely at the would. bottom of your Instagram, and I remember these now. But you had made these cool little edge dogs oh, for yeah. your advice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, those are fantastic! I got to make a set of those. Uh, they, they work really well. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are cool. Yeah, you can use them for dovetailing, like a like a moxen vice type thing, or yeah. um, for you can reverse them. So if you're planning the top of a you know the a draw front or something like that, they're, they're really handy. Very cool. Yeah, out of no, Scotland. No, uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm trying to get to the bottom of your. Oh, they're cool. <laughs> That's where the bad photos are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nice. I got a call from a um, someone's grandma. I mean, she was she was an elderly lady, and she ordered a, a rocking chair, not the stereotyper, but um, <laughs> but I, I, I asked her, you know, so where did you get my name from? And she said Instagram, and this this was like going back a few years, and I nearly fell off. You know, that's wrong. I just, that's yeah, right. And that's when I thought, so oh, you're I better smarten up a little bit with some of my photos because you know there was dirty rags and all sorts of things going on in those photos. The fluoros were all on, bare cans in the background. <laughs> Every, yeah. <laughs> Everything looked green and yellow, and you know, and it, look, it doesn't take long to just turn the lights off and get some natural light, and it just, you know, it, I, I love Instagram because that you, is funny. I'm I'm going through it now, and I, I'm seeing exactly what you're yeah. saying, like the the, the green hue yeah. to everything. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow, it, it just yeah. doesn't take much awesome. to do anything. You know, I, I've I've never right. paid a cent for PR. You know, and right. everything right. comes from Instagram. So any sort of articles or um, any, anything yep. like that, that's all come through people just seeing me on Instagram and they're, they're all looking for content and they see you sort of doing something in particular, you know, that, that's all that's come through. You know, that's one thing I'm really yeah. grateful for because I, I would be hopeless at trying to generate PR for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's just the, the kind of kiss of death for the furniture makers. Yeah. They're good at doing furniture, but we suck at Marketing. promoting. And and we don't have the money no, that's right. mm-hmm. yeah. to market. Absolutely not. So Instagram is, I hope it doesn't go away because it has been such an amazing tool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. completely great. It's and, interesting and look, they, too because it, yeah. it kind of pushes you in different directions that you would have never thought of before. I mean, I think so. I, no, I think so too. I, you, you see lots of things going on there that just inspire you to try things out. Yeah, or, right. You know, and also just opening up tradesmen to um, you know show some of their processes, whereas before people would be pretty cagey about that sort of thing. I, I like the openness, openness that it's generated. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I think it also helps to have really cool looking work. <laughs> like what, like what you've yeah. done. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, if you have, I think if you part, have, yeah. I think if you have beautiful chairs to show, I think I think it makes it a lot easier. 
they're kind of appealing. Yeah, <laughs> I need to work on that. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. You guys, you guys have got all, got it all going on yeah. as well. And look, I I love the um, both with particularly you know you Ben and Ramon um, the way you your how to type videos and everything like you take the time to show people how you go through things i i, I love that stuff uh, yeah it's 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 a lot of fun i i just i love sharing what works with me and works for me and you know i um i really don't build that much it's uh i'm, I'm kind of doing a lot of different things at the moment but it's still i mean it's it's what i love doing so right, yeah right yeah sharon's karen i've never understood that whole you know concept of keeping it a secret or well, yeah, and then and then you know the person who's keeping a secret was fortunate enough to go to the amazing school, yeah, and <laughs> get taught by amazing craftspeople. Yeah, I, I you know, I've been asked that a lot. They're like, I can't believe all these tips that you're you're sharing and just giving away all this information, aren't? And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with it? You know, yeah. well, the, the, <laughs> the, the other, grave, the other thing is we all know how difficult it is, oh, the, the difficulties of making a living from being a furniture maker. Um, right. You know, I mean if good luck <laughs> if you yeah, want to sort exactly. of take my processes yeah. and yeah. and make a living out run of it, with it you know yeah yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. have a go and that's that's exactly how i felt about my uh my lounge chair selling my lounge chair um plans and the big thing is like there's nothing super original about that chair you know i it's for me what it does is it might inspire someone to actually try to build a chair mm. And not not get scared by all the measurements and angles, and but at the end of the day, they're not going to have the same chair as me. No yeah. way. Mm. And if someone wants to copy my chair and mass produce it, they can do that anyway. There's nothing for me to stop. Uh, they can reverse, absolutely. and it and it happens all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 yeah. No, I, I think the same yeah. way about that. You know, if someone's right. going to you know rip off your design and mass produce it, then there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, you know. they don't need they don't need you to tell them how you did that yeah. leg joint. Yeah, you know? I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you, they can work yeah. it out. You can't keep yeah. from sharing that and then also stop people from from copying it. I mean, it's right. it's part of it's it's the yin and yang. It's you got to have both. But it's funny. Yeah. Someone yeah. contacted me through um, Instagram. It was quite sweet. They they sort of said, "Oh, look, you know, this chair looks a bit like yours. It's this new IKEA chair." And, uh, <laughs> and they've got this like a, a red wedge or something, you know, because obviously when you put it together, it rocks like a rocking horse or something like that. So you put this oh, wedge yeah. under one of the legs. But the, the fact is, uh, it just looks like a, a contemporary Windsor and, you know, the, yeah. the, the mid-century stuff, the, or George Nakashima and <laughs> Macabre and all those. But that, right. that, they've been doing, you know, that's all been done before. I'm, I'm not sort of, you know, reinventing the wheel or anything like that by doing contemporary Windsors, you know, that was done right, right. for a good part of the, you know, mid 20th century sort of thing. So, you know, right. it's, you're, you're putting your mark on, on that. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's the cool thing. It's how you combine the yeah. shapes and what you see in them yeah. and everything like that, you know, mm-hmm. and the tree and the edges. And yeah, it, it, I mean, it really is amazing. Cause I've, I've had, you know, when I teach and I kind of give them the freedom of like, finishing out a piece or building the same thing it's crazy how different all the pieces look right? yeah you know yeah it's like okay it's got it's got a top and a bottom and two sides and a door wow yeah like they they all look so different well the, the the chairs that the students did in our recent class in new hampshire so there were five students and so and it was kind of this weird feeling of seeing these shapes that were so familiar to me being made by yeah. other people i had you know my hands weren't touching them you know 
Um, but by the time they were finished, they, they all looked like my chair, but they were all different from each other. They all had these touches that belonged to the people who made them, you know, which, right, which I really exactly. enjoyed, you know. Right, right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah you can Very you cool. kind of get to witness some evolution in that, you know, in that little time frame. You know, you get to see, you can, you can see how it could evolve out. Um, yeah, right. yeah, you give people an opportunity and, and show them some things and then and then they run with it. And, and you know they come up with something new and then they share it with somebody and then that spreads out yeah it's 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 a, that, that was one of my favorite things cool was teaching was learning from from the students you know yes well we definitely we had that in spades um because uh i'd been you know designing chairs for production for a one-man workshop so and i guess for some parts of that i was relying on my own experience to do things by eye and you know some of the drilling and things like that which is not you can't really have that for students you know to say oh just just trust your eye and, you know, <laughs> just have a go you'll be right <laughs> you'll be yeah. fine just you know, stick, your, stick your tongue out and cross your eyes sort of thing you know but uh, so we had this one particular morning where we we're working at some of the drilling for the crinoline stretcher and we're all just standing around a bench and, uh, and we were kind of just spitballing, you know, talking about it. It started with Pete and I just talking about how we we're going to do it, you know, finding some angles and things like that. And um, Mike from Wisconsin, who is a framer, um, he said this one thing. I'm going, yeah, that's a great idea. And then, you know, I'd say something, Pete would say something, someone else would chuck an idea, then Mike would come in with another idea. And in the end, we had this fantastic process for um, students that's to awesome. use. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it was the best, easily the best moment of the class, I, I thought, you know. I, yeah, I love that stuff. Because the student, that's you could awesome. see how um, into it the students were. They, they just loved mm-hmm. having, participating in, you know, talking about, talking through the processes. And I, I just felt like they knew more about that from that rather than me just saying do it like this do it like that you know right right right. yeah so i I really enjoyed that's really cool yeah yeah Yeah. so who so who's scratching their beds so much what's going on i I hear that i'm not sure what that is i think it's i don't have i don't have a big bed so it's not me (laughs) i I hope it's not me (laughs) i don't have any pants on so i know it's not <laughs> I, I couldn't find my trousers either. We should probably end it right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, awesome. we are we are getting pretty close to the end of the time. And and Bert, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for for taking the time to 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 be on the show. Um, you know, it was it was something that I know all three all three of us were were pretty excited oh, yeah. to have you on. And you know, we we could go on and on and on. Yeah, just well, super, super cool stuff. Super cool. We've work been trying to, to have you on for 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 quite a while now. Well, look, I, I just I really appreciate you asking me because I, I love this show. I, I listen to it all the time. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a real honor that you guys um have had me on, and I've really enjoyed it. Well, I, likewise, it's uh, it's yeah, it's been awesome. Get to talk, <laughs> finally finally talk to you. Um, <laughs> it's just fantastic, and I'm not kidding. I. I'm trying to work it to get out to Australia. Um, if these Do it. clients would like pay me to like <laughs> part of the delivery or something, and I'll, I'll just say there's a little adjustment family. I have to make when after they've landed, I have to adjust this thing on them. And only I can do it. <laughs> there you go. Right? It's like I've got to, I've got to put the, the business cards underneath the legs to ship it. Right. All right? 
Special. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I've got family. I mean, I know you said you're you're about uh, yeah you're you're quite eight hour drive or something out from Sydney, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I've got family in Sydney, um, but you know, eight hours. I'm in Texas. That's that's nothing. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. we we do that to go see my my mother-in-law. <laughs> 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 you know? It's just down the road. Just down the road. Yeah. No, it's a bit like that awesome. here too. We're we're pretty spread out. Yes. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but man, it has. It's been great. Uh, um, what a pleasure. And I've learned. This is what I love about this. I I get to learn stuff from 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 masters and not pay them anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was super super cool, Bert. Say what um while while we're wrapping up here, what do you have anything like coming up? So like the classes that you've got coming up or or peeps? Well, or, yeah, we just, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good time to you know if you've got something to you know plug or what have you. Well, um, for the, for the moment, um, Pete's classes are the only concrete one. We don't actually have dates only that they're going to probably be a month later and I'll be doing most probably doing two. I'm going to bring my family out with me um, this time. My wife's got, you know, um, siblings in New York and LA um, that we'll probably visit and they'll hang out with. And so um, they'll be uh, late September, early October. As far as my classes, I've, I've still got to work out the dates and just uh, all the equipment <laughs> I've got to get, you know, to make it happen. Sure. So yeah, and, and this is Pete. What's it? Pete? Who? What's his last name? Uh, Peter Gelbert. Pete Peter Gelbert. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And Pete. And Pete's got the got a new school in in New yeah. Hampshire, right? New yeah, Hampshire. In, in yeah. Rollins, yeah. Rollinsford, New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay. He okay. he is the chairmaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, awesome. It's a, it's amazing to to see. I mean, I, I mean, you know that that Pete, you know, came from. You know, you can see the lineage where where the people that Pete yeah. came from. But yeah. now, now all the people that are coming from Pete, so it's it's just this interesting, you know, Absolutely. it's an interesting lineage. Um, yeah, uh, going back with the chairs. But so Pete's got the classes. Um, he's yeah. got the new school, and and you're thinking it's going to be in September or October? Is your class? I think I think it'll be late September, October. Um, okay. Because the well, the thing is, I, I love cool weather. I'm not a big fan of summer, even though I live in Australia. <laughs> sure. And so I got there and there were some 36 degree days and I thought this is intolerable, you know. <laughs> I came here for the cool, but uh, I got there for the hot. So um, sure. we're going for we're going for the cooler months. Nice. And when do you think when do you think Pete will have those classes? Like I, I, they'll happen uh, in September, but when do you think the availability will be? Well, he's teaching classes there all year himself, so I think he's announced. He's probably announced his um, first half of the year. I, I, I'm not that sure of his own classes. Okay. Um, and so when he announces his second half of the year classes, that he'll probably announce them then. But he, he's got a mailing list and, and all that sort of stuff. So if you sign up to his mailing list, then it'll, it'll pop up on there. And okay. you know, I'll, I'll probably announce them too. But it's probably the best way to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just pay awesome. attention to your, your Instagram and, and, and yeah. Pete's mailing list and... And yeah. Pete's on it. Pete's on Pete, and Pete's Pete's on Instagram yeah, too. He is. Yeah. Instagram yeah. Also. He is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't even follow. I was like, "What the heck?" <clears throat> oh, I, Phil. I know his work, <laughs> but I didn't know he's on Instagram. Wait, we can edit that out. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, I was. Well, look, he's one of those master crafts people who sort of you know hasn't been that interested in Instagram for a long time. So oh, he's, yeah, he's pr- pretty is... late into it, and he doesn't sort of you know sure. he doesn't do it that much or anything uh, like that. 
you know, freaking, yeah. Well, there's a lot of master craftsmen out there. Yeah, nobody, absolutely. You know, it's on Instagram. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah, like Michael Fortune. On, awesome. One of the comments on, on that show, Phil, somebody said, boy, they need some better judges or some amateur judges. <laughs> oh, jeez. As you can see, I didn't say squat. Yeah, what do you... Like, they, had like, they had like three really fantastic judges yeah. on that, on yeah, that show. Yeah, no, I was on I was on a panel with um, Matt Kenning and um, and Michael just recently, and Matt was teasing him about Instagram because he just doesn't want a part of it. But I think his workshop foreman um, is yeah is Peter. Peter yeah is yeah, on yeah. there sort of thing. So that's always pretty interesting. Yeah 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 yeah. We get still see the behind the scenes of of the the Matt yeah. Hatter yeah, shot. Right. Yeah, it's so yeah, cool. These processes are fantastic. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well. Thanks a lot, Bern. We really right, appreciate guys. it. Yes. Super, super cool getting a chance to talk to you. Um, yeah. It was, too. Bern Chandley, it was that was amazing. I we really appreciate all the all the inspiration, brother. Or is that <laughs> or is that mate? <laughs> <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. once again, thanks a ton for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can certainly shoot us an email and that's info at woodworkerspodcast.com or contact at woodworkerspodcast.com uh, or you can uh, send us a, a DM on, in, on any one of our Instagram pages. Also, we look forward to your input and feedback, feedback on the show as well as suggestions on other topics for future shows. So on behalf of Ben, Phil, and Bern, I'm Ramon and we'll see you on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks a bunch. Ciao. Take care, Super guys. Cool. Thanks. Thanks a lot. See Thanks, you. guys.